uh, first of all, welcome on the show. Thank How you. How did 3317 look from your end? Well, uh, it was not the way the game, I thought the game was going to go, right? I didn't expect Jimmy Garoppolo to go out with a with a foot injury early on. But um, I also didn't panic when I saw it because I, I know that Brock Purdy is, is a guy who's played a lot. 48 college starts at Iowa State. So um, he's played a lot of football and he came in, he played with a lot of poise. I thought he operated the offense um, superbly and, you know, he showed great footwork and, and Shanahan showed great confidence in him. I mean, it was it was a 55-45 pass run split with your backup quarterback, technically your third string quarterback and the 49ers. Um, I thought a, a very impressive drive um, was it a, it was a long drive late in the game, a 10 play drive where gold had the field goal. I thought that was a phenomenal drive as well. And Purdy made a couple really nice plays on that final drive, the final scoring drive. Yeah, you're not wrong on that final scoring drive, but prior to that, I, I I don't know. The turnovers that came and the defense will get to momentarily, but there were a few wobbly moments for me during that second half where I was, you know, I, despite the fact that at one point we had 25 minutes almost more time of possession than the Miami Dolphins. We weren't putting dry. We were settling for field goals. And when the Dolphins had that very quick start, strike drive, which ended in the touchdown to Tyreek Hill, I, I have to say, I thought at that point we were going to go and lose that game. Well, it's funny. I, I, I wasn't thinking it right then. For me, Will, it was the next 49er drive, their 10th possession, when it was third and three from the 43, and Purdy went to Jennings, and the ball was just too low. And the 49ers were forced to punt. And at that point, there was over a 11 minutes left of, of, of game action in the fourth quarter and Miami, you know, with their quick strike offense, uh, had the ability to, to not just score a touchdown, but if they got the, the conversion to go up by single point and instead um, it, you know, it was ultimately the fourth and two pass was ruled incomplete. I, th- I thought Kyle Shanahan by the way showed tremendous guts to challenge a couple of those plays when he could have lost his final time out of the game. Um, so that was good communication at least from the 49ers from the from the booth where they're looking at the replay down to the field where they're ultimately deciding if they're going to challenge the Niners were two for two there and those were two key challenges so just on Purdy before we we move on to anything else uh, overall impression I know you we spoke about it prior to the season we both impressed with what we saw in preseason but uh, you know it's not competitive football at the end of the day Yes, drives weren't finished off for a huge amount of the time, but I thought decision-making-wise, he was pretty much there for, for a majority of the game. Well, I mean, I was at every practice this summer, and I'm watching, I'm watching, you know, Trey Lance and Purdy side by side, and then Garoppolo on a side field, and watching Purdy, the, I mean, he's mastering every drill. You would have thought that Lance was a rookie and Purdy was a five-year vet, and that's what 48 college starts does for you. Um, you know, Brock Purdy, his final year at Iowa State, completed almost 72 percent of his passes and was one of the leading passers in the nation as far as completion percentage. But what what really won me over this summer, Will, was his footwork and calm in the pocket and in the short game. Shanahan, you know, the short game's very involved at the pro level, and the rushers are on top of you, and your footwork must be precise, or you just can't throw it with accuracy and you can't execute the plays. He would execute those plays uh, routinely in practice, better than the other quarterbacks, and then he carried that into the into the preseason. So I gotta, I could sit sit here and lie to you and tell you I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised 
In terms of what it means going forward, I mentioned those next two games on air. The first time I, I introduced you while we were having some technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, the, the, the Bucks at home next weekend, the Seahawks then on the road on a short week on Thursday night football. Obviously, we'll be carrying both games here live on TalkSport 2. I can't figure out if yeah the Dolphins tried to adjust to a, a the backup rookie Mister Irrelevant in air quotes coming into the game by just blitzing and throwing everything at him and yeah. just trying to bring pressure constantly and I don't know if then you know given a bit of tape and given a week to prepare for Todd Bowles and given a week and a half to prepare for the Seahawks I can't figure out what this offense is going to look like with Brock Purdy. Well, I think you, what you're going to see, first of all, teams are going to blitz Brock Purdy, and they're going to see what he's got. And he made plays today against the blitz. And I think that kind of called off the dogs a little bit. Um, I thought uh, Miami was a little bit more hesitant after he kind of beat a couple passes. He beat the blitz uh, early on. But as far as next week, I expect the 49ers to do a lot of what they do which is they operate in the short game. Um, they're, they're, they throw lots of passes within you know five to ten yards of the line of scrimmage. Um, and you have to be smart and you have to be able you have to be smart. your footwork has to be on point, you have to be accurate. And this kid it fill, you know hits every box. So I'm not really uh, that worried about what he'll do. I think the real advantage next week against Brady and the Bucks is the same advantage they had tonight against Tua in that the 49ers went up against backup tackles. And Tristan Wirfs is not going to go tomorrow night. He's got a high ankle sprain. He will not be ready by next week. So the, the Bucks have had offensive line issues, but Wirfs has been their absolute rock-solid offensive tackle that they could believe in and trust in. And now he won't be there. So I, I think it's, it's, it's an advantage for the 49er defensive line, especially going up against an, a relatively immobile 45-year-old quarterback. Right, let's talk about that defense. And let's talk about Nick Bosa. 14 and a half sacks on the season. Now leads the NFL after a huge night for him tonight. Yeah, Bosa was incredible. Um, if you noticed, you know, we were up here in the in the press box watching the game on the binoculars, and there were several different defensive end alignments. Uh, Ebukam went out of this game for a short amount of time, then he came back in. I thought Bosa was tremendous. Um, he's a money player, but it wasn't just Bosa by himself. D'Amico Ryan's on one of the key sacks that Bosa had three sacks tonight um, or today, and and the the uh, one of the early ones that was a key sack on a third down. D'Amico ran a et stunt and and basically crossed the quarterback's face with Bosa. It was a great call whether Bosa got there or not. He happened to get there for the sack and wrapped up to us. So, I mean, Bosa's a tremendous player, as good a pass rusher as there is in the game. But then you know. Um, they're also setting a really high standard in that room. Drake Jackson had a pass batted down uh, against Tua that was another phenomenal play where he's getting combo blocked on another stunt, winds up, get works his body in front of the quarterback, and then despite getting combo blocked, he shoots both arms in the air as Tua's releasing the ball and, and batted it out of the sky. That was a key play as well. So the Niners, the one thing the Niners have tremendous depth is they got a lot of guys 
guys on the edge, Jordan Willis, uh, Ebukam, Bosa, Amenahue, Drake Jackson. Um, they, they just got a lot of guys that have you know, they, that they believe in and that they'll play in any situation. So they're, they can rotate them in. And that 4D end alignment, we got a little glimpse of that as well. We're probably going to see more of that with Ridgeway going down with the injury. So the 49er defensive front kind of set the tone. I was wondering if they would. Uh, they ultimately did. And four takeaways, you know, it's not too many times in the NFL that you're plus three on the turnover table and lose. Let's just say that. No, quite. <laughs> quite. Uh, obviously, a little bit pumped at the end, but we're happy to take those late turnovers. Um, one guy who I did want to mention returned to the lineup tonight, Eric Armstead. And whilst he's not going to appear on a box score and whilst the, the hits aren't necessarily there, he had a few pressures and he forced some errors into a tongue of Ayaloa. And I just thought that up the middle, not the piece we've been missing because that line is so good regardless, but just to add another guy who could be disruptive up front like that, just it almost feels unfair at this point. Yeah, Armstead is a is an incredibly sound, fundamentally sound football player, and um, you know he's he's functionally strong. He knows the defense. He could probably coach that position. He, he he is the alpha in that room, even though that line includes Nick Bosa. Uh, you talk to a guy, any guy in that room, and they'll talk. The first name that comes up is Eric Armstead. I mean, Javon Kinlaw, Will, told me earlier this year that his dream was to be Eric Armstead. Um, and Armstead's worked at it. He wasn't this player coming out of Oregon that he is right now. But, yeah, he and it'll be ho- hopefully they can keep that plantar fasciitis quieted down so they can get six or seven games or whatever they hope to get going forward out of Eric. Uh, if he can only play two or three, I kind of question the wisdom of, of him playing today. But obviously the hope is that, uh, that he can play more than two or three games. And he's a tremendous player. He's a really smart player who and you know against against uh, quarterbacks like Tua who have mobility a coordinated rush is vital because you can't give him the big avenue he will take it and um and they they stayed in their lanes it was a very coordinated rush and and Armstead's a big part of that so I mean all in all reflecting on this victory a, a brilliant win considering the situation considering Garoppolo going down I'm actually just seeing the ankle go underneath again and and you know we're waiting on on word on it but it doesn't look like a particularly positive situation for him a great win but we it just I guess big question marks where it leaves for the rest of the season yeah, I mean, you know, anytime your quarterback goes down and you're leaning on your third string quarterback, you know, you're, you, the plan for the season probably changes. But they do have a veteran player who's ready to play um, in in Purdy. And I, I, what you saw today was very real. That's what he does. That's what he has been on the practice field. That's what he did in the preseason, and that's what he did today. He, he had tremendous calm. Uh, he stands in there. He has showed great footwork. He made a number of big time plays. He's very accurate. He doesn't have a huge deep arm, but outside of that, he, you know, you're talking about a guy who really compensates for a lack of an arm with great footwork, great mechanics. Um, you know, I the, the Niners won the money down tonight. They the Miami was 0 for 7 on third down, and and then Purdy played really well on third down. I mean, if you look at, at the job that he did on third downs, he was in total command. I mean, the 49ers' third down efficiency was. Uh, 
eight for 19, which is not spectacular, but for a for a third-string quarterback making his first NFL start against a team like Miami, who's won five in a row coming into tonight or uh, today, I mean, it's not, no question. It was, it was a great performance by Brock and one where he demonstrated a ton of poise. Brilliant stuff. We also had the back-to-back, of course, for Jimmy Ward and, and Demo Lenore. We had the late strip sack for Nick Bosa and Dre Greenlaw. Uh, we, uh, the Dre Greenlaw returned, and then the late interception for Fred Warner as well. By the way, I, I know I've just said we've the the uh, Fred Warner uh, t- uh, past defense where he came underneath that route and somehow managed to stretch what looked like about nine feet in the air to stop a pass over the middle from Tuatunga Vailo, which I thought really set the tone early in this game, might be one of the most kind of freakishly brilliant athletic plays I've seen all season. It'll get completely forgotten about at this point, but I just thought it was unreal. Yeah. Unreal from Fred Wall. You know, well, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the key uh, elements of this game was going to be that intermediate middle between 10 and 19 yards inside the hashes. If you looked at Tua's numbers coming in, he had completed like 16 or 17 more passes in that window than any other quarterback in the NFL. And then if you looked at the 49ers, contrarily, they had defended that, that middle window as well as any team in pro football and um and and fred warner was a big big part of that so you know ultimately the the dolphins made a few plays in that intermediate middle but if you had to say who won out i think the 49ers won out overall and fred made that beautiful play and um and that's that that's where this game could have been won or lost um if if one side had been dominant It, it was kind of more of a draw but ultimately the niners win the game yeah, and, and I think the flooding of that area of the field, which is so key to what the Dolphins do, was so key to the 49ers' victory. And and maybe, just maybe, I mean, Tua, this is the fourth, uh, sorry, sixth time this season he's faced a top-five defense. And he only has, uh, in that uh, stretch of time, I think five total passing touchdowns. And his lowest ratings of the year come in, in those games. I mean, obviously, when you're playing a top-tier defense... That's going to happen, but it did look particularly rough in that situation. Now, I do believe that joining us on the line, and it's the first time we've tried this this season, so we're yep. going to see if we can make it work. Uh, from the 49ers locker room, a man who had one of those interceptions today on a defence that absolutely balled out live here on TalkSport 2, 49ers safety Jimmy Ward. Jimmy, are you with us? Yes, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Ah, oh, hello, sir. How are you? How's the locker room feeling off the back of that victory? Everybody's excited. Uh, we're we're kind of down. You know, uh, starting quarterback went down. So, you know, we feel for him right now. But other than that, we're happy, you know, to come away with the win. Uh, Brock came in and he did his thing. It was just he had a tremendous game. And, uh, you know, he put the team on his back and made some great throws out there. Bro, I mean, Jimmy, you, you, you practiced against... Oh, I was just going to say, Jimmy, you practiced against Brock uh, a lot this summer. What we saw tonight is pretty much what you guys have been seeing in practice, fair to say? Yes, he, he man, he doesn't talk much. He he, he carries <laughs> himself like he's going to be starting each game, just like his whole preparation. And one thing that surprised me is, you know, he's a rookie quarterback and he throws the ball on time. Like normally, you know, sometimes, you know, quarterback, 
Quarterbacks don't want to throw picks and practice and that, but he trusts himself. If he throws a pick, it, he's he's learning, so he's practicing like he's like he play. Like a lot of quarterbacks don't do that. Like they take advantage of scouting knowing they can't be tackled, but he practices good. good. Oh damn, my bad. Oh yeah, but he practices like he play. Sorry about that, Debo Jawal Bass. That man. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> oh, we, we got to allow for that. That's fine, Jimmy. Yeah, look, I, I, I have to say on Brock, I don't know if this came across in stadium for the guys there, but from here at home, after the first touchdown drive, he beat his chest and appeared to mouth what like to us trying to lip read at home. It's my time. Did he have that feel on the sideline, kind of that carrying of the team, not being a guy having to be carried coming in? Sorry, say, say that again. It kind of skipped a little bit. Sorry, can you repeat that? One yeah, time? sorry. And it's also very British of me. I, I, it's very difficult. Uh, I understand with the oh, that's a cool accent as well. <laughs> cool accent. <laughs> that, that's that's too kind. I, I was saying, like, we saw him beating his chest after the first touchdown and shouting about what it looked like from kind of lip reading on TV. Him saying, you know, it's my time, it's my turn. Like that attitude and that kind of coming into the game and being able to pick it up as that rookie. Is that what you saw from him on the sideline? Like an, an, almost an instant leadership to him. Yes, man. Uh, I didn't even see him beat his chest, but I just seen just like how poised he was out there, man. Like it's amazing. Like I'm saying, I haven't seen too many rookie quarterbacks come in in, in, in a game like that. Like that's a big game. That like that's a playoff team. Like I want to say they're either in number one, two, or three spot in the AFC for so for him to come in and have that type of game is is amazing. Jimmy, you guys held the ball for seventy nine plays and over forty minutes of game action. It was a two to one time of possession advantage. I'm just kind of wondering. You guys already have a fast physical defense. Can you play faster and more physical when your offense possesses the ball for two thirds of the game? Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, we're not on the sideline getting cold. But uh, yeah, we just feed off each other. Like if the offense, you know, making plays and and pitting those long drives on, you know, we feed off that, and it makes us want to go out there and, and three and out somebody, uh, three and out the offense, and to get the ball offense back the ball, you know, so they can stay in rhythm. You had the the inception, the first turnover of that second half. That kind of swan dive over the receiver as well. I have to say, it was particularly impressive from our end. Uh, but also what we saw in that play was Eric Armstead getting right up to his face as he released. So tell us a little bit about that play, but also what Eric brought to the defense today. Oh, that's big time. Eric being back, man, that's tremendous. You know, he's one of the guys who's very stout in that middle, you know, helps to uh, stop the run. Uh, I have to shout out to the other guys that was in there, too, while, while Eric was out. You know, they did a great job, you know, in his absence. But uh, on that interception, uh, it was a pivot route. You know, they, they run the same offense as us, so I know they like a lot of whip routes, pivot routes. So I just looked at it. Uh, it was kind of like a slow pivot. He kind of stuttered coming off the ball, so I said, okay, he's going to do a double move. And I seen the ball. A uh, quarterback had pressure, and he just threw it, and then I dove and jumped the catch, caught it, and I tried to get, get up and, uh, you know, TD, but I think I got tripped up from behind or something. Well, it was a great overall defensive performance by you guys holding this team to 17 points. There was a lot of jawing early in the week from Mostert and Jeff Wilson about Jimmy and about this game. Uh, was there was, Did that jawing continue on the field today? And, and did you guys, did it add to your resolve to get this one? Because, you know, maybe there is a little bit of a rivalry between McDaniel and Shanahan. 
Definitely, you know, it was it was a lot of uh, competition out there. Uh, both teams was competitive, you know. They know us very well, and we know them very well. Uh, coaches and coaches and players and players. So uh, I know there was a few guys that was blocking me a little extra hard. Uh, Trent Sherfield, uh, who scored a 75-yard touchdown. He said something, something slick to me, but I'm not a really a talker. I kind of talk with my pad to him, and I kind of write that down. Like, uh... I'll, be, I'll eventually go back to safety next year, and you got to catch the ball coming across the. And I remember that, and I'm I won't take it lightly. <laughs> the reports coming out now, Jimmy. I don't know if you've got them in the locker room yet, but is that uh, 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 Jimmy Garoppolo d- did break his foot this evening, and, and so likely will miss the rest of the season. It's obviously a huge blow when he's come in and performed so well in place of Trey. And we've talked a lot about Brock Purdy on this call already, but it speaks to that next man up mentality you guys are going to have to carry. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, we got a, we got a good team. We got a stacked team. So, you know, that shows right there. You know, Brock was able to come in and win the game for us. Like, and, you know, I was banged up at the beginning of the season. Eric Armstead just came back. Ken Law out. Uh, you know, a lot of guys been E-man out. We had, you know, D-Mo uh, come in. Demo come in, and he, he just caught him a pick. Uh, so, you know, we got guys that can uh, always sub in because we got a lot of starters here. Even if you're not starting right now, you can eventually end up starting, and all you got to do is just plug and play. What'd you think of the big boy, J.P. Mason? Man, I mean, he was impressive. Almost six and a half yards of carry. I was eager to see him. We finally got a chance to get some extended run. Nobody wants to tackle him, huh? That's my underdog. Uh, <laughs> that's my underdog, man. I love Mason. I remember when we first got in, uh, and I was trying to get, we was doing, well, it was camp. We was doing, like, uh, point block uh, drills and stuff. So I tried to jump in, and then I was like, man, Mason, let me go, let me go. And so I ended up missing it, and I was like, dang, man, I should have just let him go. So I ended up talking to him. I said, man, my bad, bro. I just wanted to go ahead uh, and get my, you know, my rep out the way. But it's just him, me, like, it's, to me, I was just, I'm happy for him, you know, because he had a, you know, a great game. But it's just, I saw it back in camp. I seen how eager he was to go out there and do punt drills. And when we on cough together, he'd tell me, hey, you don't got to worry about my side. Like, just just stuff like that, man. Having young guys like Brock, like Mason come in and be confident and plug in and have great games, man. Like, that just show you how deep our team is and how tight our team is, too. It's a tough couple of weeks coming up as well, Jimmy. Started with today, but next week, the Buccaneers, you know, Super Bowl champions just a year and a half ago with Tom Brady and then the Seahawks on the road. Defining couple of games for you guys. I know I've only just got past this one, but a little, little bit of a side eye on, on beating Brady in that Bucks offense next week. Um, I'm just... Well, you know, we got to go to work when when it's time to practice, you know, got to wait for the game plan. And, of course, we want to go out there and and come off with the win. But at the same time, we got to put the work in and practice uh, and get to Sunday. Once we get to Sunday, then we, we're going to be locked in and ready to go. Jimmy, the, I get a feeling that there's no panic here if you guys have to go the rest of the way with Brock. Um, a win like tonight, you know, kind of stamps that uh, this kid can win games in the NFL. And he may be a rookie, but it's rookie in name only. He was a four-year starter, a very experienced player. Do you feel that confidence that the team has in Brock that you guys can win games going forward with him? Yeah, it definitely. You know, that's why that's why coach kept him on the team, you know. That's why he made the team and that's why he's been the backup all year, you know. 
you know, we saw it in we saw it in preseason, like how good he was, you know, how confident he was, and how he throws the ball, how he moves around in the pocket. Um, so it's not a surprise to us, to be honest. I'm just more I'm more happy for him, you know, that he you know that he's able to get his get his shot and he's able to shine like how he did tonight. Well, today. Jimmy, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for speaking to us, both in the UK and upstairs in the press box as well. Congratulations on the win tonight. And let you say, next order of business, Tampa Bay next weekend. Thank you. Thanks, Jimmy. Brilliant stuff that we were able to get that uh, into the show live. Uh, Larry, uh, uh, just, I, I love Jimmy Ward. I think he's so considered, I think he's so intelligent and fascinating that we just did get that news down. Kyle Shanahan confirming at the podium a broken foot for Jimmy Garoppolo, done for the season, will require surgery. But the effusive praise with which... Uh, Jimmy Ward spoke about Brock Purdy, gave some real confidence, I'm sure, for 49ers fans. You know, is Jimmy gone for the rest of the regular season or the rest of the playoffs as well? Did, it, did they specify? Uh, it sounds like it's, it sounds like he's done for the year, based mm. on what what's being said. I haven't heard the press conference audio, obviously, because we've been live on air. Yeah. But based on the reports that are coming out of the guys that are in that press conference, uh, they've said they're talking about you know Jacob Eason moving up to the squad. They're talking about whether or not they need to look to bring another name in. I mean, I imagine at least to the practice squad they'll need to. But the, this is what they've said: Lance out for the season, confirmed again today. You know, he's walking around, and somebody asked any chance he returns in the playoffs, told no. Definitely out for the season. Garoppolo out for the season. That's what they've said. Interesting. Jacob Eason is a former five-star high school recruit from the University of Georgia who played at Washington and uh, has played in a couple spots in the NFL. He's a big kid who's immobile, but he has a tremendous arm. Uh, you know, maybe the best arm of any of the Niner quarterbacks, including Trey Lance. He's got a tremendous arm. But, um, you know, I will say this, Will. I mean, normally um, I would say this would be a very, very, very somber uh, locker room and, and rise down there. I haven't had a chance to get down there yet and check it out for myself. But, I mean, obviously you never want to lose your starting quarterback, but it doesn't – I personally don't feel like this ends the 49ers season. Um, and maybe that's naive. Maybe Purdy will play, uh, you know, far worse in the games ahead. But I think what you saw tonight is what he can do, which is he can operate this offense. The ball can come out on time. I think my biggest takeaway from our conversation with Jimmy Ward, Will, is that he kind of pointed that out, that, you know, with so many rookie quarterbacks, um, you know, y the ball doesn't come out on time. It's a little early, it's a little late, and it's a real struggle to make that ball come out on time. And, and this is a player who plays within his limitations, and the ball does come out on time. So uh, he is a rookie, and it's a, it's a tall ask for a rookie, but he's an experienced rookie, and I think they can win some games going forward. Now, can they run the table? I don't know. But Tampa, Seattle, Washington, the Raiders, and Cardinals is the rest of the regular season schedule. And I think they can win most of those games, even with their third-string quarterback. Larry, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining us after the game. It was a long post-game for this one in the end, but that Jimmy Garoppolo news coming out while we are on air and getting to get Jimmy Ward on live was fantastic. Really appreciate your time and the fine work you continue to do. We'll keep an eye out for all your work across Gridiron channels. 